Grace family, how are you guys doing today? I don't know about you, um, I love Christmas. I just love the Christmas carols. I, I, I love the Chris, I just love hearing the music even when you're at the mall, you know, and whether people believe in it or not, it's being broadcast. I, I love Christmas trees. I, I love the smell of a, just a Christmas tree. And I don't love decorating, but I love when my wife decorates. I get to sit there and, and enjoy it. In fact, we, we love Christmas trees so much, we don't take ours down on December 26th or 27th. We keep it up all through the, this, all the way up, to, I think, to January uh, 30th. My wife keeps it up for a full month afterwards, and when they get really old and they start drying up, that's when they even smell more. So just a little, little advice. Keep it up a little longer, right? You know, um, you know uh, there's, again, I know that many people have a lot of different feelings uh, about Christmas, and, and one of the things that we struggle with is worry. I want to talk about how we can win uh, over worry today. I really believe God has something very special for us. Uh, but can we welcome all of our campuses? We'll start all the way north with uh, Land of Lakes, and then we have Lutz right here, and then you go down to Waters, and you have Ybor City, and you have South Tampa. Well, no, it's not Waters, it's Carrollwood. We've, we've, yeah, the Carrollwood, and, uh, and, and we actually have uh, Clearwater that's going on once a month. You got friends in Clearwater. Once a month, we're doing services there. We're hoping to have our grand opening sometime before Easter, so be praying for our Clearwater campus and, and all those who are watching online. It's go, so good to have uh, all of you with us. I, I, I know that most of you don't have a problem with this subject, so maybe I don't even have to talk about it, right? Worry, right? Whoever worries about it. Anybody worry? Come on, we all, we all have had our worries, and um, I, I really believe there's something we can, I can help you with. But I remember a story about this lady, and she was worried. She, she, she would worry every night that under her bed there was a man under her bed. And it got so bad she couldn't sleep. She was worried sick of it, so she went to a counselor for a couple months, and, and it didn't seem like he was helping much. So she kind of walked away from the counselor, never saw him again, and the counselor ran into her one day and said, hey, you, you didn't come back to see me. What's going on? She goes, well, I had a friend who's not a counselor just tell me something very simple. What did he tell you? He said to cut the legs off the bed so that the mattress was flush to the floor. I never worried again. I thought it was funny. I guess you guys don't. But, but what I want to do is I want to cut the legs off a of worry for you. And Jesus gives us a prescription of how to do that. And I really believe no matter who you are, Craig, it doesn't matter. I'm always going to worry. I'm telling you, we can win over worry. Jesus never would have said you shouldn't worry unless he didn't give us power or way not to worry. And so I want us to be encouraged today about that. So what I'm going to do in a few moments, we're going to unpack a couple of scriptures. But here's some things we need to know about worry. Um, Worry, people worry about money, they worry about the future, health, uh, job security, relationships. These are the top five things we worry about. Did you know every one of those are addressed in the Bible? Every one of those, God has a promise for you so you don't have to worry about those things. It's, it's so uh, critical. If we don't get a handle, here's what I know. If we don't get a handle on worry, and I'm not talking about concern. So let's stop for a minute. Concern is different than worry. We can be concerned, right? Be concerned about certain things. We can be concerned about our children, about, about uh, our job. And concern can be okay, but when concern moves into worry, then, then bad things start happening. Because worry, when you keep thinking, it amplifies and it gets worse. You know what's wor worse than worry? Fear. 
Then we get fearful. And people begin to get fearful and, they, and they're not even looking at reality sometimes. And you know what's worse than, than when you fear so gets a hold of your life, it moves from fear to irrational behavior and freaking out mode. Anyone ever been in the freaking out mode? We have. It didn't start there. It started here, but somehow we weren't able to manage the concern. And so I want to say that we can... We can have concerns, but God wants us to win uh, over worry. Here's what we do know. University of Cincinnati says 85% of what you worry about never happens. They did a study. I don't know how they did a study. 85%. And all you worriers out there going, yeah, but what about the other 15%? But I believe God can handle the other 15%. I I, I really do. I, I believe that. In fact, I don't know about you, but I've tried worry. Worry doesn't work. You know, I never had a time where I said, I am so glad that I worried about that for weeks or months. I feel so much better now. We've never felt that. Worry doesn't work. It's never worked for me. You know what worry simply is? Worry is focusing on the wrong thing. That's what worry is. It's focusing on the wrong thing. You know what worry is? Worry is assuming the worst case scenario. You know, and maybe you're not a worrier like some, and, and people know it's, it's not hereditary. You can overcome worry. You can win over worry. But so I see people sometimes that, I mean, it's like there's one half of one half of 1% that you could maybe, something could happen, but they're worried about that one half of one. That is not healthy. It's not healthy. We, we worry, uh, Mark Twain says it this way, my life has been filled with calamity, which some of it actually happened. Only a little bit of it happened. You know, um, worry, it sucks the energy out of your life. Worry actually medically has been proven. Worry and anxiety, is, it, it's terrible for your health. Jesus doesn't want us to worry. Okay, I mean, you know, worry, like I said, that idea of, of, of focus, think about it. We worry sometimes in Florida, they start prepping us, don't they? You know when they start prepping us about hurricane season? In March. Their prediction, what is it? 22 major hurricanes will hit the United States. That's what they're, and, and people focus on that. They, they, they start focusing on the wrong thing. And then we, we have a tendency, don't we? And I'm not, I'm not discarding the concern of a, of a hurricane. Hurricanes can be devastating. But how many of us, don't raise your hand, freaked out about the major hurricanes we're gonna hit that never touched us this year? But all that energy, all that concern, how, how many of you ever gone on Fox Radar and they said, and out of the coast of Africa, there's a, there's a tropical depression and there's a possibility in the next 21 days that if it goes exactly like this and, and all of a sudden we look at something that, that is probably not gonna happen, and it just causes worry and worry to fear and fear to panic. Folks, I'm telling you, God doesn't want us to live our lives that way. Again, be concerned. Again, be prepared. We should be prepared for something. But there's a difference between preparation and worry. There's a difference between preparation and, and fear and panic. You know, there's always going to be something. Now, what is there now? There's a new variant 
Guys, I'm, I'm not getting, but there's a, there's a new variant. People are freaking out. They don't even know much about it, except that they're, they're literally the only reports we have is South Africa, the doctor. The qu- doctor was quoted as saying this. I can't believe the reaction of the world regarding this. The people that got it, it's been like a sore throat or the flu. I, I'm not criticizing we should be concerned about certain things. But man, are we, we have got to control this mind. God says that we should take every thought captive. And when we allow these thoughts, and it's a focus that begins to control our lives where we worry so much, it begins to paralyze our lives. It affects our relationships. I'm fired up because we don't have to worry. We can live a different life. Worry is doubting in the power and goodness of God. It's not, it's not believing in the goodness and the power of God and what he can do in our lives. So there's a verse of scripture. There's a portion. I only don't read this much portion of scripture in a service, but I want us to read this. And I want, I'm going to read it slowly. I want you to read it with me as they put it on the screens. This is Jesus And he's telling us that we shouldn't worry. And he tells us why we shouldn't worry. In fact, he uses the word worry six times in this portion of scripture. But he gives us reasons why we shouldn't worry. And in fact, I would encourage you to take this portion of scripture and go home and say, God, I don't want to worry anymore. And and read these scriptures and break it down. Because God asked some questions to you and I. And if you can answer these the right way, you're gonna have less worry and stress and anxiety in your life. I believe the power of God's word can change your life. It says in Matthew 6, Jesus is speaking here. And and just kind of pretend like he's sitting on the couch next to you and he goes, hey, I just wanna talk to you about something. I've been noticing, man, you've been freaking out lately. You've been worried about things you shouldn't be worrying about. Can Can I just have a conversation with you right now? And this is the conversation Jesus wants to have with you one-on-one. How many of you know he's a one-on-one God? He's a personal God. He doesn't want us suffering with fear and worry. Here's Jesus speaking. He said, this is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? You need to answer that question. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't worry or make their clothing, yet Solomon And all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat or what we will drink or what we will wear. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you 
everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. See, Jesus is really telling us that we have a choice. We can choose not to worry. I'm not saying it's easy, but we can choose not to worry. And in here, he tells us how we cannot worry. In fact, Matthew 6.25 in the Living Bible, I love it, says it this way. So my counsel is, don't worry about things, food, drink, and clothes, for you already have life and a body, and they are far more important than what you eat and wear. So let's break it down for a minute, can we, about the things that, that Jesus is addressing about worry. How do we win over worry? The first thing he does is this. He tells us in, in the very first part in Matthew 6, trust in your heavenly Father. Think about that. He doesn't even use the word God. He goes, I want you to trust in your heavenly Father. And this is what he says. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are, right? Aren't you more valuable than the lesser creatures on this earth? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And this is the first, he wants us to see ourselves as his children. This is my heavenly father and I'm a child of his. What am I worried about? I mean, I think about the lesser creatures. If God cares for the sparrows, and these little birds, he goes, how much more do I care for you? In fact, when I read that scripture, I'll be honest with you, I had to admit that I realized that some of the lesser creatures that God cares for are cats. I don't like cats. I don't, they, you know, I, don't, I know don't, all the cat lovers don't email me, okay? Obviously, God cares for the lesser creatures of the earth. And cats are included, as are the birds, Okay, I'll admit it today, but I do still believe that cats are way at the bottom of the totem pole and dogs are above cats for sure. Dogs are up here. Okay, okay. I know I just lost some of you. It's okay. But we are his children. I, I, I kind of illustrate this with, with my own children. I never had a day where Brent or Dara, when they were little, coming out of bed at four or five years old, coming up going, Dad, Dad, are we going to have food today? Never worried about food or shelter or clothing because they knew they had a father who cared for them. And I realize that's not the case in some instances, even in the Tampa area, but when you have a good father, and how much more does a heavenly father wanna take care of our basic needs? And this is the, the point that Jesus is trying to make. Trust in the character of your heavenly father. He's got a good reputation. He's a good, good father. And we are more valuable than even the lesser creatures of the earth, but, but, the, but the father takes care of them. The second thing he says, if we talk about overcoming worry or winning over worry, is for, focus first on God. That's where we need, we need to shift our focus. In Matthew 6, here's the secret. Seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything he needs. See, we shift our focus. When we shift our focus on God's word, on God's character and on who he is, it doesn't matter what's going on around us. If we focus on him, we're gonna have peace. You know, this Christmas season is all about Emmanuel, God with us. And because he is with us, we can have peace. 
It's so important that we can refocus. And we see, when you, when you focus on the wrong thing, as I said earlier, it's not a good place to be. I remember one time, my, my, we, when I was a youth pastor, we took a bunch of our youth leaders to North Carolina to go snow skiing. Anyone love snow skiing? I, I used to love going there. Not North Carolina, out west is much better. But anyway, we went to North Carolina, and my sister is one of my youth leaders, and I don't know if she's here today, but I'm gonna tell on her. So, so her name is Susan, and she was really worried about skiing. And we said, oh, trust me, you can do this. We got her on the slope, and I, I, I picked the easiest slope. It was a green, it was smooth, it was long, it wasn't steep, and there was hardly anything in the way. There was no, nothing, there was this one tree, one tree, all there was, one tree in the middle of this beautiful uh, hundred, 100 yards wide of like a snow fairway. And I said, Susan, all you do is you make little S's all the way down. Don't even worry about that tree. I should have never said that. What do you think she did? No, not only is she, but she's looking at it. She's skiing, but she's, and everywhere your head goes, you end up going. And, and sure enough, she's skiing down. I'm watching, I'm at the bottom of the slope going, good, 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 no, 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 no. And finally, she's not going very fast. She ends up straddling that tree. One tree, 100 yards wide of fairway snow. And one five foot, maybe 10 inch in diameter tree, she hits a tree. What we focus on will get us in trouble. We need to learn to shift our focus and God say, hey, all this stuff going around you, seek me first. Seek my kingdom. Seek my word. Know my promises. Know who I am. Focus on me. And it doesn't matter what storms, what circumstances, you'll have peace and you won't freak out. You, you won't be worried. You won't be fearful if you focus on me. That's what Jesus is trying to tell us. Seek first the kingdom above all else. Then he says, don't worry about tomorrow. Isn't that interesting? See, we, we can plan for tomorrow. How many believe, planning's a good thing. Plan for tomorrow, but don't worry about tomorrow. Prepare for tomorrow, but don't worry about tomorrow. See, I'm not talking about irresponsibility. We need to plan. We need to prepare in our lives, but don't worry about tomorrow. This is what Jesus says about it. He says, so don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrow. How many of you believe that God can take care of your tomorrow? So what are you worried about? Why do we, you know, sometimes I think we assume things that God, I mean, we assume responsibility and care for things God never wanted us to assume responsibility for. God, let God take care of tomorrow. We can't control tomorrow. I can't control the weather. I can't even control what other people decide to do or not do against me. I can focus on him though. So it's a don't, so don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrow too. I love that. Come on, everyone say that with me. God's gonna take care of my tomorrow. Come on. Do you believe that? Man, if he's your heavenly father, uh, we're, trying to, we're trying to worry about something we can't even control? Man, he wants to set us free from that. You and I realize God never promised us a trouble-free life, but we were promised that he would be with us wherever we are and wherever we go. And that's the peace you can have. No matter what the circumstance, no matter what the issue, the highs, the lows, the season of life you're in, and there are seasons, how many of you know that? There are good seasons 
and there are some not good seasons in life. Believe me, I'm 63 years old. I've had some great seasons and I've had some times that were a little tough, a little difficult, a little confusing that I didn't understand. And the only way I survived that is to lean on who he was and what his promises were and reminding myself of the faithfulness of God. It's amazing how many believers have spiritual amnesia. They forget what God has done in the past. That's what the old, in the Old Testament, the children of Israel, God would do a miracle and they forget and they start worrying again. And God's like, how did you forget what I did? Some of us need to go back and look at the faithfulness of God and how you realize that he was with you during that moment or that time or that trouble. In fact, I love Psalms 23. It talks about he is with us. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, you know, a dark valley is not a dead end. When you walk through the darkest valley, and some of us are walking through some dark valleys right now, and you're wondering, is, there ever gonna, is this thing ever gonna end? Is there gonna be a way out from this dark valley? The Bible says, when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. Why am I not afraid? Why is David not afraid? He says this, for you are close beside me our good shepherd, our Lord, our father. He is right there with us. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. So why do we not have to worry? We trust in our heavenly father. We seek first the kingdom of God. I don't have to worry about tomorrow because God has my tomorrow covered. And the fourth thing is he's gonna be with me. No matter what you're gonna face this Christmas season, no matter what you're gonna face relationally or in your job, I'm telling you, he is with us. And when God's with us, that makes all the difference in the world. If you really believe he's with you, if you really believe that he cares for you, if you really believe you're more valuable than a cat, we shouldn't worry. We shouldn't worry. You know, I think about, uh, can I have a light moment here for a moment? I, I love the Buccaneers. You know, I love the Bucs and, and we've suffered for years, haven't we? We've had a few good years when Tony Dungy was here, right? But we've suffered for years, but you know, it's different now. You know why it's different? You know, if you're a football fan, you understand the Buccaneers this year and last year when we were in the fourth quarter and we were losing and there were two minutes left in the game, it's different now. I don't worry, I don't get anxious because we got Tom Brady, right? Now think about it, and he's just a man but he's built a reputation over the years as being one of the greatest comeback quarterbacks ever. And because of his reputation, because of his character, because of his ability, we sit back and we go, there's only two minutes left, but you know what? I have to admit, I'm just, I'm more chill. And he's just a man. Tom Brady will even throw an interception sometimes. God's never thrown an interception. He's never lost a game. He's always come back every time. That's the God that we serve. Man, he is a faithful God. He's a good God. And sometimes when it doesn't look like we're winning, we're still winning. You know that song, it says when you, when, you, when you don't see God working, he's still working. He's a way maker. And if he's a way maker, I don't have to worry. I can trust, but see, I can get you all fired up for a moment. But you need to be reminded of the promises of God, the character of God every day in your lives by reading his word. 
Uh, that's why we, we take these scriptures. I want us to, to get a hold of your, your heavenly father. He's, he's constant. He's faithful. He's unchanging. But hey, we live in a world that will change. We will have trouble. There'll be ups and there'll be downs. There's going to be circumstances and different seasons. But we can hold on to that one stable, faithful, powerful, loving God who will be with us. That's the difference maker. That's the difference maker in our lives. You don't have to, we, we don't have to worry I'm not saying that I've totally overcome worry. I drift sometimes into some of these areas I shouldn't, and I realize I've shifted my focus. I focus on the problem or the person and not God. And, and, and God wants us to shift back. I love Isaiah 40, 26. Look up to the heavens. Be a good thing to do, wouldn't it? You know, the heavens will speak to you about the powerful, the power, the magnificence magnificence, the precision, how God sustains the earth in the exact way of orbit. It ex it's, just, it's amazing when you look at the science of it. Look up to the heavens who created all the stars. He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Now there are billions and billions and billions, of billions and he calls everyone by name. He's, he's, he's brilliant. He created the universe He's all powerful, but then you hear what he says, I notice when a sparrow falls. I notice when I know every hair on your head. He is intimate and knows our needs, but he's a big, powerful God. Man, what are we worried about? Isaiah 5, 7 gives us an action step. They're going to put it on the screen. It says, give all your worries and cares to God. Why? Because he cares for you. He wants you to carry it. Let him carry it. Trust him. Give it to him. You know what? We're going to take a step. Everyone pull this little card. All, all the campuses. Winning over worry. Pull that card out. Everyone has one. If you didn't get one, they should be in the seat. Some of you might want to pull a few more of them out. I got more than one worry, Craig. And if you have a pen, I want you to think about it. We're going to sing a song in a moment that reminds us of the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God. But I think it's powerful sometimes for us to take an action step. Some of us, man, we've allowed worry to so control our lives. It's affected so many things. And you're worried sick about worrying and you're sick of it. God wants to set you free from it. He wants you to reset your faith and your trust and your hope on him. He wants you to trust him as a heavenly father. He wants you to seek him first and believe that he cares for you. He wants you not to worry about tomorrow, but whatever that worry is. If you have a pen, you can write it in there. If you don't, God knows what it is. There's another version that says, cast all your care upon him. Sometimes you just need to Physically, God, I, I can't carry this anymore. It's choking me. The old English word for worry is choke. It chokes you. It chokes the life out of you. It chokes everything in your relationships. And God is a supernatural, powerful God. And he's a heavenly father that says, you know what? I want you to, I want you to let go of this. I want you to surrender this to me. I want you to trust me. It's just sometimes we got to take a step. Sometimes we just need to take a step.
Sometimes we just go, God, I'm, I'm tired of it, man. It is, listen, it is possible not to worry. It's possible to worry a lot less than what you're worrying right now. It's possible for God to set you free from a spirit of fear. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. You know how you get a sound mind? Reading the promises of the word of God. And when you read the word, you find out who your father in heaven is. Man, I want you to have it. I want you to, I want you to have a Christmas season that's not full of worry and stress and anxiety. That is full of peace and redemption and hope in him. Amen. So everyone stand on all of our campuses. And as we sing this song, take that worry. Come to the front. Lay it at the altar or to the crosses. Just say, God, I'm not going to worry. I'm going to cast it. I'm casting it down. Come on, every campus, let's do this.